pack it in, let me begin. I came to win, battle me, that's a sin. I won't ever slack up, I'll give it a back up. Try and play the role and you're the whole crew will act up. Get up, stand up, come on, put your hands up. If you got the feeling, jump up towards the ceiling. Monsters of one club, someone's fucking jump, yeah, I'll bust them in the eye. And then I'll take the punks out, feeling hey what's up everybody welcome back to another corn fed introduction coming at you hot and heavy baby hello everybody and welcome back to another corn fed ink production episode two of season two coming at you hot and heavy baby um solo episode tonight for the old corn fed ink uh i just wanted to really get an episode out for you guys it's been a couple weeks since we got one out, uh, so I really wanted to get this out just for uh, continuing the content purposes. Uh, Tim and I will get one out here probably in the next few days. Probably focus a lot on some the Super Bowl coming up, and you know we're getting pretty hot and heavy with the uh, NCAA uh, basketball season, and all three Iowa teams are kind of different stories, but they continue to have success. Most of them. <laughs> Iowa State's been struggling, uh, and that's kind of what I'm going to dedicate this episode to, I think. Uh, Iowa State, you and I, and Iowa, of course, just how their seasons have been going in general uh, and what we can look forward to uh, upcoming for all three of those teams. So I'm just going to dive right in tonight, I suppose. Uh, first, let's talk about arguably one of the best teams in the Big Ten, and if not a top 10 uh 10 to 15 team in the country. That's right. The Iowa Hawkeyes, baby. They've been killing it this year, which who would have ever expected it. You know, they started a little slow with that awful loss to DePaul. Uh, I was ready to mail the season then <laughs> after that. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh that was a rough game. I think we got beat by I got it up here. We got beat by at least 20. It was just awful. Awful game. Uh I mean, DePaul is tough, though. They're they're ranked, been consistently ranked, you know, in the top 12 since then. So that's not a bad loss by any means. And we are still kind of getting our identity at that point, which that can go a long ways, not knowing your identity, especially in basketball. Uh, basketball, you need to know your roles uh, and everything like that. So since then, I mean, we're overall 14-5 and five right now, 5-3 and three in the Big Ten. Uh, nine and one at home, and we have the most. I think we're four and two against the top twenty-five ranked teams in the nation right now, which is the best, which is awesome. Uh, they've been playing just well enough on defense overall. Continue to get better on defense, which is awesome. Though they got just a bunch of gamers, bunch of scrappy dudes that want to play, want to win, want to make the right play. They all know, know their role now. Uh, really, in, uh, when Fran inserted his son, Connor McCaffrey, into the starting four spot, which is a little rare because he's only about 6'5", but ever since he put him at basically at the four spot, they've just been playing really, really well as a team as a whole. Um, he's Connor's the ultimate glue guy. He plays great uh, offensively. He knows his role. Defensively, he's tough, tough as nails. Probably the toughest player on Iowa's team. Gets after the opponent on defense and offensively. He gets the ball into Garza, which I'll talk about later. Uh, moves it side to side. Just all around great communicator. And he's a leader out there, which is something Iowa really 
I mean, they've kind of had, I mean, Bohannon's a leader, I would say, but he's not the most vocal. And Connor, you can just see being vocal with the officials, you know, with the, you know, his teammates and then with the coaches on the sideline, which is just great to see. I love it. He's one of the most underrated players, honestly, on the team. He catches a lot of slack just for, you know, he's obviously Fran's son and, you know, he didn't have a great year last year. He's not a, not a great shooter by any means. Uh, I got the stats up here. He's shooting 35% in the year, 32% from three, which is decent from three, just enough to keep him honest. Great free throw shooter, great clutch player. Um, so I love what I'm seeing from him. And he just rebounds. He knows, like I said, knows his role. He had 13 rebounds the other night against Michigan, which is a tough team, and they got some great players down low. And Iowa, you know, Garza's averaging about 10 rebounds, but besides that, I wouldn't say we have great rebounders, but they just rebound well as a team. You know, they box out. They find the uh, scrambler men in the zone defense, which is tough. Rebounding them out of zone, people don't realize it, but it is tough to do because a lot of the time you're not man- matched up, like, directly. So you got to fly around, match a, uh, find a guy, and box him out. So they keep doing that well, which I love to see. And then another thing that really caught my eye this past week, obviously Frederick's been killing it as a freshman, but our other freshman, Joe Toussaint, he's he's growing up right in front of our eyes, gentlemen and ladies. He is playing tough, tough, tough. He's got some crazy handles, probably some of the best dribbling I've seen out of a Hawkeye in a long time. He, he makes you a little nervous out there, but overall, man, he is fun to watch. Quickest Iowa player that we've also seen for a long time. Gets in the lane, finishes really well. I mean, he's probably six foot, six push, like <laughs> pushing six foot, but he finishes amongst the trees well and he makes the right play more times than not. Uh, he plays great defense. He's one of our best defensive players on the team for sure in the perimeter. Gets after it. Love to see what he's doing. I only am looking for forward to seeing him can uh, continue to improve moving forward. Then I, obviously, you know, I can't really talk about this team without talking about our two best players, Luca Garza, potentially the big 10 player of the year, if not national player of the year. Don't be surprised to see him up there national. And if he doesn't win the big 10 player of the year, if he, it's going to be a joke, especially if he keeps playing the way he's playing. The man is Averaging on just uh, just about 31 minutes. Obviously, Big Ten play, he's picked it up a lot, minute-wise. Not up a lot, but he's averaging probably 35, 36 minutes Big Ten play. He's averaging 23.2 points. Just unbelievable. Uh, a shade over 10 rebounds a game, 10.3. And he is playing really good defense. Love to see what he's doing. Last game, he blocked, I think, four shots against uh, Rutgers. Which he hasn't really, you know, he's not a huge shot blocking guy, but he's he's really stepped it up on the defensive end this year, and I love to see it. He is the ultimate matchup nightmare for the teams that we're playing. He can, you know, if you put a short guy on him, he's just gonna bully him down low. If you put a bigger guy on him, you know, he'll step out, hit a three, hit some mid range, you know, even hit him with a quick spin move. You know that that jump shot of his is stroking this year. From three, he's shooting almost 39% right now. And he just, 
lets it fly. Let that lets that peacock fly. You Iowa fans know what I'm talking about when I say that. <laughs> so he's just been a blast. And last game he was killing it. I, uh, most of you guys, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I I made a tweet about him. Uh, that last game he was just putting on a post clinic. I loved it. Loved it. You know, he was inside and out. He can get jump hooks over both of his shoulders, spin moves, out-muscling, out-working the competition on the block. Absolute clinic. Loved it. All right, I got an audio clip here from one of the Sports Illustrated dudes uh, talking about Luca Garza and how it's finally time to recognize him as college basketball's elite players. So go ahead and take a listen to this. What's up, guys? Jason Jordan here with Sports Illustrated. We're talking... I was Luca Garza right now. Well, the reality is if you're a casual fan, you probably just said who now. If that's the case, then shame on you because Luca's only been one of the best players in college basketball all season. I mean, he's leading the Big, the Big Ten, the best basketball conference in college basketball this year for my money. Um, he's leading them in scoring at 22.9 points a game, second in rebounding at 10.2 rebounds a game, and he's just done it consistently efficiently he's shooting 55 percent from the field 37 and a half from three and what i like about him best is he's so versatile it's he's a nightmare matchup because he's 6 11 260 he's gonna punish you in the paint he's great in the pick and pop great in the pick and roll runs the floor well great um in the pick and slip it's you know just he's a choose your poison type guy and it's just amazing to me that people don't talk about him when they're talking best players and I think people are starting to talk about him now, but he's done this all year. And I think he's the least talked about best player Animal. in the country. I mean, in that lane, he's definitely the least talked about. And it's amazing to me. I mean, you look at him, NBA draft boards, you can't find his name. So you're telling me that 60 picks, he's not projected to be picked <laughs> in 60 picks. That's just amazing to me. So I think, now you're learning. You probably need to, you know, pencil in Iowa's Luca Garza, uh, you know, for the guy that you're going to pretend to know come March Madness time on Selection Sunday to impress your friends. So go ahead and start Googling him now <laughs> because he's a guy you're going to want to um, enhance your stature with when you're doing your office pools. Just remember you hear it here first. All right. I mean, he said it right there. Dude is unbelievable. Uh, pick your poison type like I kind of touched on and just outworking the competition. Don't be surprised to see this man not only winning Big Ten Player of the Year, but maybe winning the National Player of the Year, which would be awesome. Hopefully he can lead Iowa to its first ever share or win of the Big Ten Conference since, I believe, 1979. I'm going to double-check that just to be sure, but I would be, that's would almost be better than anything I was done basketball wise in a long, 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 long time. But and I just, lastly, you know, I just want to talk about, you know, obviously Wee's camp. He's been most cons- one of the most consistent players we got. Uh, you know what he's going to give us every single time he, he touches the floor. He is so much fun to watch. He kind of reminds me, when he finishes at the line, he kind of reminds me of the Iceman, George Gervin a little bit. He had a couple finger rolls. I was like, dang, <laughs> is that George Gervin out there? <laughs> Obviously, he's not as probably not as talented, but 
Wieskamp is looking like he might be an NBA player someday. He, you know, he's six six, can shoot it from deep, plays solid defense, uh, shoots well from the free throw line. Uh, he's averaging fifteen on his splits are forty five percent from the field, almost forty percent from three point. He's shooting thirty nine point or yeah thirty nine point four, and from the line he's shooting about eighty eight percent. He just continues to get better. You know, season. He started a little slow, but now he's really picking it up a lot. You know, and Big Ten play, he's been awesome. He's averaging almost 19 a game, and Lucas, Lucas averaging about 28. But obviously, kind of the X factor is CJ Frederick of this team. He keeps playing well. You know, he's got the outside shot. He's a great shooter. If he gets an open look, he rarely misses. You know, his nickname is Captain Clutch, too, for. For a reason. <laughs> Lastly, I also just want to give a fr- uh, shout out to Fran. You know, he's really coached his ass off this year. Done great. Uh, you know, we weren't really expecting a lot. And <laughs> most of you listeners probably remember I I actually made a blog about predicting or a blog post about predicting this season. And I was a little off. I had the Hawks at 16 and 14 on the year. <laughs> and 9-11 in the Big Ten. So, call me what you want. You know, no, nobody could have predicted this from Luca for one. I mean, I, we all know he's a good player, but he really stepped it up to a great player. I mean, the Hawks are 14-5 and five right now. <laughs> so, hey, I'll gladly take that, though. I mean, I would, I'll be wrong on that all day. So, way to, way to continue to prove me and everybody else wrong, Hawks. Keep it up. You know, we got a tough schedule coming up. You know, we got Wisconsin on Monday, which that's always a tough game. And then at Maryland, which will be tough as well. So those two games, you know, hopefully we can we can get a split out of there. Still set us up for, you know, hopefully a deep uh, Big Ten run by getting a high seed. So go Hawks, baby. Uh, unfortunately, I need to probably talk about Iowa State a little bit. And then potentially, of course, my alum, you and I, baby. So, uh, yeah, I mean, let's just jump right into the uh, the Iowa State talk. They've been struggling. So don't hate me, Iowa State fans. <laughs> All right, everybody. Iowa State basketball. Well, there's not really an easy way to say this for you Cyclonus fans, but it's been a rough year so far for them. 9-9 nine nine overall. Seventh in the Big Twelve right now, you know they've they won their last game against Oklahoma State, which they absolutely had to have. Before that, you know they lost to Baylor, got blown out by Texas Tech, beat Oklahoma, who's not a very good team, and then got blown out by Kansas. Lost at Texas Texas Christian University or TCU, which is rough, rough, rough loss. And obviously the worst loss of the year for them, Florida A and M. Not a good team that they lost to there. Um, kind of in this stretch, they haven't been able to hit shots. You know, their last game they won against Oklahoma State. They scored 89, but before that, they scored 52, 55, 68, 53, 79 in OT, 68 against Florida A&M, uh, 89 against a terrible Purdue-Fort Wayne team, and then 68 against Iowa. And... That's pretty much been the story, not being able to make shots. 
which is not really like an Iowa State team. Usually they can score with the best of them. Uh, Halliburton obviously is a, a great player. He's a fun, fun talent to watch overall. He's I've seen in some NBA projection for the draft next this coming season uh, summer. He's projected as a lottery pick, which is insane. But I mean, you look at his numbers, and it really backs it up. He's averaging sixteen on his splits are fifty percent, forty one from three, and seventy almost seventy seven from the line. That's solid. Uh, sixteen points. You know, five point nine rebounds a game. 7.4 assists, 2.5 steals, only turning the ball over about two, little over two and a half times in 37 minutes. Now that's a special player right there. And you know, know he's going to get the ball. He's going to get his shots up. But they just haven't been able to make shots in this stretch, though, is their main thing. You know, I'm, I'm kind of really disappointed in the Jacobson. He, last year against Iowa when they played him, I was severely impressed with him. It's like, this guy is going to be a player. You know, he transferred out of Nebraska. He's from Iowa, I believe. And he's just hasn't been given as much as I thought he would this season. And he's only averaging about seven and a half a game. He's kind of lost uh, in the rotation a little bit. So if they want to make the NCAA tournament, they've got to pick it up there for sure. I uh, need need another some more scoring options. I got the Bolton, who's been playing well, scoring quite a bit for him. Just uh, about fifteen a game. On he shoots a little bit more, but not as efficient as Hall, Halliburton. So need need to be better on offense. <laughs> I mean, this is cliche because they're not a very good team. But when you're not a very good team, this is what you need to do: be better on offense, make some shots, be better on defense. You know, some of those games that got blown out, they were given up a lot of points so need to continue to do that looking at their schedule you know they need to go on a run if they're going to make the ncaa tournament you know they got to get some of those quad one wins uh they got a lot of opportunities coming up though they got at auburn six number 16 auburn coming up uh versus baylor who's number one at west virginia who's 14th and then at kansas who's three versus texas tech 18 and then another west virginia game they need to you know, obviously they need to take care of the games that they have to win, you know, against some of the lower teams in the Big 12. Uh, Texas, you know, that's do a winnable game for sure. Then, you know, Kansas State and TCU, they can't lose to TCU and Oklahoma State. They're they're a better program than that. So they need to go on a streak here if they're going to make the NCAA tournament, which would be something because they've made it a lot in the past few years. Uh, I'm going to have to Check that out, actually. I don't know when the last time they didn't make it. I'm sure some of you uh, Cyclone fans that are listening are <laughs> screaming at what <laughs> when's the last time they didn't make it. But give me a second here, and I'll get that up. They've made it 19 years, so or 19 times, I guess. They're 19 and 19 overall, so they usually win a game, lose a game. <laughs> I guess you can look at it like that, but... Let's see. Appearances, I guess they didn't make it in 2018. But before that, you know, they made it in 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Didn't make it 18. Made it last season. And now looking like they might not make it. Two out of the last three years. Oh, boy. They're going to be calling for prom's head. 
<laughs> you know, he won with Hoiberg's guys. Uh, hasn't been able to duplicate the success, I suppose you could say. So let's say they don't make it this year. You know, this is his fifth season. So it, he took over and he made it in 16, made it in 17, didn't make it in 18, didn't make it in 19, and then not in 20. So two out of the past three years, those Iowa State fans aren't going to like that, especially after the football season they just had. So that would be interesting to see what happens with him. I don't know if they would can him. You know, he has gotten solid players. You know, he's he's never going to be Hoiberg, never going to be the mayor. That was a tough, 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 tough gig to take over. I'm, I felt bad for him as soon as he took it because, you know, he was never going to be the same as Hoiberg, no matter how great he did. Everybody loves the mayor, and the mayor, he's going to get things rolling in Nebraska, I know for a fact. So be interesting to see if they can, and if Hoiberg's like, yep, I'll come back. <laughs> I'm sure fans would love, love to welcome welcome him, him back. So watch that this offseason. You know, they need need to just make shots is the main, main thing. When they played Iowa, their offense was so stagnant, though. Like, they're just standing still. Not a whole lot of player movement. Not a whole lot of ball movement. That's tough, especially in college, you know, when teams like to play zone and you don't have the athleticism, you know. In NBA, you can get away with it sometimes just because the sheer skill and talent of players. But in college, you got that one-on-one -on -one system. That's rough. I mean, obviously, Hoiberg kind of runs that system, but he – has the NBA style where, you know, they attack the mouse in the house, you know, mismatch, get him the ball in spots that he likes to get to. So it'll be interesting. See, hopefully they can go on a run for the, uh, you know, their sake, which the way they played, I don't see it happening. Sorry for people. Sorry, Cyclones. Hate to burst your bubble. Rough year for you guys with the football season, with all the expectations. Uh, obviously, he fell short a little bit there, and basketball, it's looking like the same. So sorry about that, and I hope it uh, swings in the upward direction for you all. <laughs> I mean, they'll get recruits. I mean, Iowa State's an attractive program. People like, you know, Ames, Hilton Magic. People like that. It's fun to watch, you know, that home atmosphere. You don't get much better than that in college basketball. So... They'll be all right, I think, moving forward. They, I don't know if relying on the transfers has kind of hurt them a little bit too much and not being able to get you know some of the recruits right out of the gate. But, I mean, they got Xavier Foster, so we'll see how that turns out for them as well. Um, things will continue to rise. Don't feel too bad, Cyclones, if you don't make the tournament, which I'm going to say you're not. <laughs> all right. Um, two out of three Iowa basketball schools talked about. Now we're going to talk about the old UNI Panthers, baby. It's my alum. They've been playing great this season too, so far. Um, been a lot of fun to watch. Overall, couldn't have asked for a better start to the season, honestly. Um, scoring about 77 points a game, giving up 65. You know, that's that's a Ben Jacobson coach team, if I've ever seen one. They're 16-3 and three overall, 5-2 and two in the conference. Um, you know... I've been to a, a few of their games, and instantly what stood out to me, A.J. Green. He has been killing it. He looks so much more confident 
than he did his first season in Cedar Falls. He looks confident. He looks more physically fit. Not fit, but just stronger. And he just is attacking, getting his threes up, and letting them fly. No hesitation, which is great to see. Uh, he's averaging. Man, we've, we've gotten some good play from some of the Iowa players this year in the state. He's averaging 19.5 on about 42.5% from the field, thirty about 39% from three, and 92% from the line. Great shooter. You know, he, he gets his teammates involved. Like, he's one of those players. He makes his uh, players around him better, which is, honestly, I look as a bas- huge basketball guy. That's kind of what I look for the most is just do players make teammate their teammates around them better. You know, they get them easy shots. You know, they make the right play, pick their teammates up, be good leaders. That's I love to see that. Um, just the basketball player and, I guess, coach in me. So, love what he's doing this year. He's only going to get better. He's a sophomore, I believe. Yeah, sophomore, and he's only going to get better. And That team, don't be surprised, you know. I if they don't make the tournament this year, it'd be a little surprise. You know, they last time they made it, 2016, they should have been in the Sweet 16, but that's another topic. They blew that game. <laughs> so be good for him to get back into the tournament. You know, when you and I's in it, just something about about him being in the tournament. I don't know. You know, they've gotten some good play. From some of their other guys too, you know, uh Burhau, he's he's been balling it up for him too. He's stroking it from three, man. About 49%. And it's not like he's not getting them up from behind the arc either. He's got 103 attempts and uh about 19 19 games. So he's getting them up, averaging about 14 and a half uh for the per game. And he does the little things, you know, he rebounds, he's getting about five of those a game. You know, he, he's more of a shooter, 3 and D, I guess, type of guy, which great, great, a lot of fun to watch. Has He shot more threes on the year than two, so that tells you about anything. Takes care of the ball. Just a fun player to uh, watch. You know, then they got Fife down low, uh, Waverly close to Cedar Falls. You know, they got a, a lot of local kids here, so it's fun to uh, root for this team. You know, they only play about seven, eight guys deep, which is which is. Basically, any college program, you see them playing more than nine or ten guys. I feel like it just doesn't go well. You know, Iowa did that in the past. You know, they had good teams, but their best players weren't on the floor the most. Like depth is a good thing, but you want your most players or your best players on the floor the most. So Jacobson's a great coach. He's going to continue to get the most out of these dudes. They're a lot of fun to watch, and. Don't be surprised, you know, if they make a deep run in the MVC tourney because, I mean, you basically have to win your tournament. Not always, but you have to win it to, uh, you know, get into the tournament just because that's how, you know, when you're a non-Power 5, I guess. So hopefully they get hot during the right time. But looking at their schedule moving forward, you know, they got their conference is a little tough. Loyola, you know, everybody knows – the run they made a couple years ago, Mizzou State, Evansville, Valparaiso, Drake, Illinois State, Loyola again, Indiana State, Southern Illinois, Evansville, and Drake. So those, I mean, 
definitely capable of winning all those games. You know, they ride on those three guys for their scoring for the most part, uh, Fife, Green, and Burhau. So the others, hopefully they can continue to step up, give them great minutes when they're in there. Um, you know, they got a couple guys that come off the bench, do well for them. So they need that to continue. They're going to finish this season strong, which I really hope they do. Just because, like I always say, it's my school. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, not not much else I really got to say about them. Uh, you know, they lost their last game uh, only by two. You know, they didn't score as much as they had been. So that's potentially why they lost. Uh, let me look at the box score here quick to see what we got for the recap. Burhau was stroking it from three. Green was a little off his game, but he still played well. He was six for 15. Uh, so, I mean, it's okay. Not great. Ooh, turned the ball over six. Oh, that's why they lost right there. They turned the ball over 16 times. Can't do that on the road in any conference. You know, and Southern Illinois isn't great. They're 10 and 10 on the year. So, I'm, game they definitely should have won. You know, they, their starters play a lot of minutes all Five of them played a 30 minutes or more. Burhau didn't come out. Green played 39 minutes. So, and then they only played, you know, a couple switches every now and again. One guy, two guys played two minutes. One guy played nine. One played seven and one played three. So they're not a super deep team. We'll see if that hurts them. Sometimes, you know, especially in college basketball, though, I say have your best players on the court at all times. So we'll see, you know, injuries happen sometime, and that can really derail a season. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited for the rest of the year. Um, And hopefully, you know, all three of these Iowa teams can continue to have, well, except Iowa State, they've been struggling a little bit, but hopefully they can pick it up, though. It's great when the state of Iowa, all three of the major teams, compete at a high level. Get into the dance, that's so much fun. You know, we... There's, what, 64 teams in, in the thing? So, well, playing, so whatever you want to say. 68. <laughs> and three out of that is from the state of Iowa. That's awesome. So let's continue to keep that up, boys. Uh, proud of you guys. Keep competing at a high level. And mostly, go Hawks, go Panthers. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this, uh, guy, this podcast up for you guys. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, if not, sorry, <laughs> don't think, don't care, but thanks for checking this episode out. Uh, we'll be back sometime soon with this week, a little bit longer, uh, with Timmy boy, get a little rapid minute. I know how much everybody loves that. Uh, thanks for the continued support. Couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, I'm going to make some video blogs on YouTube. I think here in the next couple days as well on, I watched the Joker for the first time. That movie was wild. That scene where he's walking down the stairs, those memes are unbelievable. <laughs> That's probably the best part of the movie. Not saying it was a, a bad movie, but you'll just have to watch the video blog. And also, I want to make another blog on, video blog, obviously, on The Mandalorian. I love that. That's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I'd recommend going check out both of those things, The Mandalorian and the newest Joker movie. Good, good pieces of work. So check those out. And make sure you follow us on all our social media pages if you haven't. Uh, our Twitter is at Corn Fed Podcast. Our Instagram is Corn Fed Podcast One. 
Our Facebook is facebook.com slash cornfedpodcast1. And our blog website is cornfedpodcast.blogspot.com. And last but not least, our YouTube channel where I'm going to be posting those blogs is Corn Fed Inc. Go check those out, friends. Uh, I'll be back soon. Can't wait to get back at you guys. And you've officially been Corn Fed.